0: I typically save it to my computer, Peter.
1: All right, Fern. We're back. We've got the missing link.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Todd Acuto is back from Drive Fitness. You've probably heard of him. He's been on the show numerous times. Flowmaster. What other accolades does Todd have, Fern? Any? Since you
0: like to talk about athletics, he was a baseball player. That's right. Division one something like that there was a division in there somewhere division
1: there's only one division one athlete on this podcast by the way i do
0: i do want to bring up the fact that there i mean that post that meme of you being a basketball player just reeks of jealousy
1: always me and jordan
0: yeah yeah
2: you know what? i mean we all know
0: that that's we all know that that's me you put your face on my
2: body (laughs) <laughs> what, did, what did you do a meme with the uh the last dance or something like that yeah
1: just a picture with jordan you know what though fern i didn't think of that but now that you mention it probably deep down i do have some jealousy yeah, yeah no
0: there's some freudian shit going on there right? that's just let uh,
1: you know i lay on the couch and talk about it did you guys watch that that was oh great I wasn't it? you watched it todd yeah
0: oh no I was... I was i was trying to watch it last night and couldn't get to it but i was like oh god i have to i have to go back and watch this
1: you know, when when I, I heard about it just right before, it was just like online and I saw it pop up. I'm sure you got, maybe you had heard about it prior, but I was like, how are they going to get 10 parts out of this? And I was like, they could have made it like 100 and I would still watch it. You,
0: oh, could, yeah, you sure. could not depart from Dennis Rodman and get 10 episodes out of it.
1: Well, they did a 30 for 30 on Rodman alone. I know. It like two hours and that was entertaining. I mean, so for me... That was like what was it ninety seven ninety eight was their last year. Todd, their I think last so. champion. Yeah, I, I
2: think was the season yes. I was like my wins. that's
1: like my sophomore year in college. I didn't, you know, and not having grown up played basketball for obvious reasons. You know, I didn't follow a whole lot. Like a little bit of the Bulls, a little bit of the, you know, Duke around the, you know, when Leitner and Hurley were there because it was like. You know, when you're in middle school and high, the beginning of high school, it's just like, that's what you're supposed to do. It's how you talk did to Hurley your give, Did
0: the Hurley partner. give you hope?
2: <laughs> he, I was going to say, <laughs> of course, he liked Leitner and Hurley. Who did you like at that time, Fern? What team did you like?
0: The, you
2: didn't I mean, like I, Michigan, I, it's essentially Michigan no, and Michigan. No, so, if you're the Duke yeah, yeah. guy, then, then you're not like that. Yeah, but
0: Duke uh, won.
2: Leitner Yeah, did. but that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. I was Relative. both.
0: I was both. I've never. I mean, I always liked. I'm just a fan of college basketball. Like, I, like I, I do like Duke, but I'm also a UNC fan. Like, for mistake, I like good basketball, you know. Uh, but the Fab Five, I mean, that was a there was, That they, that was a culture change that they facilitated, right. you know. Yeah,
2: yeah. That was also that, a thirty for thirty, wasn't it? Yeah. You know. There some so. sort of documentary, SPN documentary about them. Yeah.
1: You know, I I never understood or like, you know, watch even watching the last dance and you hear about like this triangle offense and just Jordan yelling at people like there was a scene where he was yelling at people. It's like I didn't having not played it at that level, <laughs> you don't realize how detailed even baseball, I'm sure has that Todd, where unless you're at a certain level, you don't understand the intricacies of the sport. Does that make sense? So to to see it all, I'm just like, wow, that's pretty impressive.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're just watching a sport and just watching a game and seeing it happen, you're like, oh, that's really cool. When you look at the the finer details, when you know more about it, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, like growing up,
1: I I loved baseball, and I would go to the, the Met games with my father and, you know, keep score. But you're just like, literally, I was like, someone pitches, someone hits, and that's what goes on. Like you didn't realize, there's like on this pitch for
2: this reason, and I'm trying to yeah. you know it's crazy. Yeah, the same. seeing the the slight shifts in positions that that the the position players make based on the pitch that's coming, based on the batter that's up, based on the count, like all of those little little things that make in a you know a play possible that wouldn't be possible if they didn't know that information. You know, I think I'd baseball arguably
0: has like the most intricacy involved with it because of what you just.
2: Oh, yeah. It, it also
0: has the largest amount of useless statistics. <laughs>
2: <sighs> it has a ton of statistics and they're becoming more and more useful like the more I get to know the game now compared to when I played it's completely different based on those statistics and what they can do. It's pretty interesting, pretty crazy. Like, well, what's well Moneyball's
0: based on that about how they how they rearranged like who they bring into on their lineup as far, not their lineup, but like how they start drafting and trading players based on the intricacies of on base versus walks and just crazy stuff like that.
2: Yeah, they were, it was like, they, they kind of were one of the teams that started the trend with all of these different analytics, right? And now most of the league has transitioned to at least use a part of that, right? So the whole game has changed a ton since I played. I'll tell you what, I wasn't concerned with my launch angle when I was swinging the bat. I was just trying to hit the ball. (laughs) There was no exit velocity from the ball coming off my bat. There was nothing I was worried
1: about there. It's probably very similar to when you guys watch me exercise and and hit across a workout. You're like, wow, there's so much going on that I didn't even realize because I'm not at that level
2: that Jay is at. Like. See, when you were talking about the Triangle offense and Michael Jordan yelling at people, I was thinking about me yelling at you at every seminar we work at, trying to demand better out of you, but there's not very much good happening it
1: is last question on on the Chicago Bulls is Jordan the best
2: ever i my answer is yes, but
0: I think so I mean, I mean
2: it's it's hard to it's hard to argue that to some degree you know based on times and games and that kind of stuff but no one else did what he did i just
1: had no like i didn't realize how good he was even at the high school level to the college level to i mean it's impressive to me now having lived through those times of your life to realize at 21 he's beating and better people like at 27 28 who are physically in their prime like that's what was i found so impressive
0: well kobe was like that but jordan I, Jordan again was a culture change. Like there was a culture shift with Michael Jordan. And then Kobe is very similar to Michael. Let's not just take away anything that Kobe ever did. Cause he's one of the greats, probably top for sure. Top five, maybe top three. Um, but after Jordan, the idea of what was the greatest of all time changed and everything with regard to who's the greatest of all time is basically measured next to him. So it's hard to it's hard to say that somebody else because that's that's always the question is who's the greatest all the time and they're like so and so and then you immediately compare them to Michael Jordan.
2: So it's yeah, I thought it I thought it was interesting in the documentary right off the bat is as soon as he was drafted, you saw all the people saying that nobody that's only six six is going to be able to dominate the game, and now you know because every great player before that for the most part were were centers and were, were big, big men. men, yeah, and now the game has changed. Not completely, but enough to where it's like everybody now in the conversation is Kobe or LeBron, and they're all six six or taller, six eight, but they're not seven. Not all seven footers. I mean, you got Duran or you got Garnett or something 6'11, like that. Six eleven, but, but of, he's
0: not he's not a center per se. I mean, he is, right? but
2: but they're also not in the conversation for the greatest of all time.
0: They're just not so. as versatile. Like you can't. You're not. You're not as fast. You're not as. It's just they're different. You know. Right.
1: Jordan looked like he put on a few pounds. and you think you could take him right now? No,
0: not even that, I, I, that guy. Like that guy's such a—he's uh, such a freakish competitor that I bet he still is pretty good.
1: You think he can still dunk and move like he used to? It—he's got to be pushing sixty and he looks like he's got thirty pounds no, 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 no. on
0: him. I no, he's like he's too old for that. I, I I mean he might be able to still dunk. I don't know. I mean he looks but he's good. Si- I mean he's six six. I mean let's be honest. Like he doesn't have to jump that damn high to dunk. So
1: I'll tell you I'm one just, of the craziest parts of the documentary was just there was a scene where he was walking, he was like goofing on that Jerry Krause guy. But the the part that drew me in was he had the ball
2: in one hand. Every every player in the NBA I, I know that you can't even the ball doesn't even really touch baseball look at that little teeny tiny thing you just put in the, mirror. So, in the yeah. camera right there it's you that can, is actually that not that big of a ball, deal that's today.
0: not that big of a deal jay because i can do that
1: the good thing about that is it makes other things look bigger if you know what i <laughs> yeah,
0: mean yeah
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> until you realize it it's the, just it an it
0: illusion it it makes yeah
1: makes the golf ball look bigger when you're holding yeah. it uh, speaking of that you guys were surprised that i stopped wearing deodorant you guys are still wearing deodorant right now? Well, no, you no, guys, to be fair, we're right, both let's, at your boxes. Let's,
0: Let No, no. Neither one of us were surprised. We were both disgusted.
2: Yes. And just, are you, I, I'm just surprised that you and Roz are quarantining at your own house, staying away from each other. She's got you locked in one bedroom and you guys haven't... You know, had any contact since this happened. Oh, so it's been a couple of months now, just you and that little hand. Huh?
1: It's not true. We had morning sex this morning. Unusual, <laughs> but it happened. <laughs> and uh, no, I said to her the other day, I was like, "Do I smell?" Ever, and she was like, "You don't ever really smell." So I was like, "Maybe it's hard I'm to may-. smell
0: somebody from across the house, though." <laughs> yeah, I
1: said I might not wear deodorant when this whole thing ends. Like to be fair, like except at the gym. I said maybe if I go to the gym or jiu-jitsu, like. I'll slap it on, but if I'm just hanging out, there's no need. It's not, just, it's probably not good for your body. Oh, I would I would agree with that. Right, like it's a chemical. So Todd, I'm I'm highly addicted to Peloton right now. It's just a Kurt. <laughs>
0: nice. What,
2: what Who's you, your what favorite you... trainer? What's 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 his name?
0: What's his <laughs> name? Yeah.
2: <laughs> like <laughs>
1: <laughs> the first day I got on Peloton, my like good buddy from college. Um, is on there as well and I was like this is obviously just an excuse for most men to look at attractive women on this bike like the first thing you pick up is like all of these women and the men are attractive I don't Roz has asked me this I, I, I don't have a favorite all I look for is the music that they're playing turns out you know the same instructors tend to play the music I like but but I don't care about that
2: what is the music you like yeah I'm so I'm curious with too
1: well, typically I will look for rock and '80s rock in the music. No different than I work out to. Yesterday, I took an All Imagine Dragons ride, and that was kind of cool. I know you like Imagine Dragons, Todd.
2: <laughs> I don't even. I'm great. All Imagine Dragons. There she is, Roz. They said you think I smell. She wasn't. She wasn't wearing her mask. I'm surprised. <laughs>
1: But I'll tell you what, that workout, it smashed me. I was messed up. My legs were like, you know when you're like workout hard, you it's hard to even fall asleep. Like the Peloton's been a lot of fun. I I would I would recommend it. Like at this point, I would actually recommend it for people. I'm still saying do CrossFit, but it's a great addition.
0: That's good that you still want people to do CrossFit. That's at least we're in alignment there.
1: No, I wake up, I do my like I do a Peloton workout and then I'll hit like a a crossfit style workout after that
0: so this brings up an interesting question which is because everybody basically all crossfit affiliates are doing a really crappy version of peloton yeah right so so what about it what about that experience do you find so appealing that for somebody who's never done peloton could somehow potentially integrate into their virtual classes
1: yeah no that's interesting because and it's you know a little bit of a background. I, I taught spin for a long time, and I always enjoyed spin because I enjoy the music of it. And you know, I, I've always had a good time. Roz has been doing the Peloton app for at, close to a year now. I'd say she'll she'll throw it on on the treadmill prior to moving to Colorado. Like you can hop on any bike and technically do us use the Peloton app. You just might not see some of the information on the screen, but they have. Walking, stretching, et cetera. So, for one, you know, and trying to bring it to, to what boxes are doing, it, it just gets me to move to begin with. So, even though nothing is live now, like I'm watching only pre recorded uh, episodes or pre recorded classes, if you will. One, being able to look at the music is interesting because I'm like, cool, I'll, I'll take a class that has like Billy Joel or that has 80s rock, like I said, which gets me fired up. Todd, what's your favorite Billy Joel song?
2: <laughs> They're all so good. How can I pick <laughs> this one? <laughs> How
1: do you not? You truly could not name a Billy Joel song right now, could you?
2: Probably oh. not. Oh.
1: How do you not? Yeah. Piano Man?
2: Like, can you even just throw Well, a I could have said that. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I don't anyway. know if it'd be worse for me to say that and be wrong or to say it and maybe get it right. I think
0: Piano Man over Uptown Girl. No, no, I'm just saying, like, that's oh, a song okay. you
1: should know. No, I mean, neither of those are as best. Scenes from an Italian Restaurant would be the best. If you're listening to this episode still, mm. I would like to know what your favorite Billy Joel song is. So anyway, you have that aspect. Um, the, the, probably the two most important things are very similar to CrossFit. I mean, that's what I'm always telling Roz. I'm like, what I'm loving about this is the same thing that causes you to fall in love about CrossFit, except they're doing some things better. For one, you have a daily score. Like you literally can see your improvement daily. So, you know, in CrossFit, we all fall in love with it because our times go down. We're PRing, but sometimes that's a week apart. It's two weeks. We don't hit the same workout for three months. They use wattage and power. So every time I take a class, I can
2: literally try to beat my previous score.
1: I think that's the right, but, first thing
2: they do well. But don't they but doesn't it change the duration of the ride doesn't it change the perceived incline or whatever it is that you're riding up doesn't wouldn't that impact your wattage and power?
1: Yeah, Just so there's a messed- few
2: things that impact it.
1: I mean, one there's all sorts of length classes. So it will give you your best score for a 15 versus a 30 versus a 45 versus an hour, say. So sure. and 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 for me when I'm on the Peloton and those that have used it will understand like you can see the entire leaderboard, like literally anyone that's ever taken this specific class and it will show you their final score and where they are at that point in their ride. So, I mean, their app has millions and millions of dollars. Like the details in it is, are exceptional. And I'll tell you what I look at primarily is, so say I take a 30-minute class, it'll say like your best 30-minute class is, you know, say 300. And then it will show me where I was at where i am currently in that even a different class so i'm basically competing against myself neck and neck that's the most motivating part of it because it's like i don't if you got on it yes i would want to beat Todd.
2: i would want to beat fern you would never beat either one of us though so (laughs) good thing we don't try to talk (laughs) us into it because then you'll have to find something else to do
1: (laughs) (laughs) but there's something really motivating about actually beating your own score and knowing that's you and then you know they have the whole follower thing. So I know like my buddy, and I typically try to do the same class every day. So I'm you know knowing that I he's gonna try to beat me later on
2: gets me to push. It, it it's all of that so is it's, very interesting. Right, but that's all the same essentially the same stuff that we do. What do they? What's different? Because I mean that's no different than being like all right I get a, I get benchmarks. Maybe I don't get to track it every single day, but I've got benchmarks in the gym and then i've got my buddy joe that comes to the early morning class and i'm coming to the noon class where i see what his time is so i want to try to beat him so like, there's sorry. a the,
0: so based on that i think i know the answer and you guys can tell me if you what you think the they have a distinct advantage which is i'm stationary and have to be staring at this screen we're in crossfit that's not the case right so they have your undivided attention for that 15 30 whatever the whatever the time i've, I've never done it but whatever the, those time domains are where that's really not the case in a CrossFit. That'd be, that'd be significantly more difficult, potentially impossible to do.
2: Right, and, they, and, I, and I'm assuming that the, – not assuming, the, the delivery system is different, right? The delivery system is better to where you get to see all that stuff and it guarantees that you see all that stuff because, as you guys know, there are people that come into the gym that don't really track their – they might track their times because we ask them for it, but they don't record it themselves. They don't keep track of any of that kind of stuff this forces you to see where you're at so maybe it's like it's just guarantees that the that those things that we try to do with our members actually happens with with people on the bike i
0: I think the only way that you'd be so like so a they have your undivided attention because i'm sitting on a bike and can't go anywhere staring at the screen the other thing is there's no other way via peloton because of the nature of that to get input other than sitting on the bike so the input there's no there's no way to avoid them getting data, right? So they, it's, they're in a position where, like, you are going to get data 100% of the time. Yeah, the athlete. Yeah, yep. we're, the only, we're the only way to do that in CrossFit would be if you went more along the orange theory line and you had everybody wearing a heart rate monitor. And then that would be the only way that you would be able to 100% get data on people, which would be interesting because I do think that's a useful metric if, if, used, if paired with other stuff. Um, You know, so I guess the question is, what do you think would be the reasonable slash feasible aspects of that to try to implement in CrossFit in order to maximize engagement?
1: Well, you know, and, and let me say something else. Part of what you're saying is entirely true. Like there's all these stats. You can high five each other. I think there's a way you can even like FaceTime on the screen. Because of that, I do believe there's issues. Like, I, I got highly like addicted. Like, I would love it. I want to do it again. But I'm like, I said to Roz, we were talking about this yesterday. I'm like, it's cool because you see this score, and I'm like, for example, I hit 400 even on a 45 minute ride yesterday. It was like it smashed me. That was tough. Um, I don't know exactly how they're calculating your power. It's your. It's basically your resistance and your cadence creating your average power and then somehow they're factoring that in over time. But I'm like, man, if I truly want to get better, I'm going to need to not go at a hundred percent. Like that was the most I've ever been smashed on a bike. Like that clock ended and I basically turned the res- resistance down to zero could barely move it. Um, so like today I'm going to shut off some of those numbers. They still are capturing it, but I won't have them on my screen because point is it's like CrossFit. If you go too hard every day you're gonna wind up actually doing worse so without that knowledge, I might try to go again and go again and go again so I'm saying there's pros and cons to it um, you know the other the other thing is different than CrossFit, like Todd said about the whiteboard, which is true is it's you know you're you're literally seeing second by second where your other person is so it forces you to push like I and knowing what we know about power output it's like I know if I sprint hard for twenty seconds and ride it out, it might actually bump up my score faster so so you're doing different things um, I, I think for for crossFit to mimic it either virtually or in person it would be very hard until until there are uh, things that are engineered like maybe you have to wear something on your similar to like a chip at the games like you're wearing something to measure the depth of your squat and then. Where you extend, like we're talking like
2: really next level stuff.: So do you think, think the, you?: would do that. So tell me this. Do you think the value in that in the peloton is the things we're talking about now, which are just intricacies on how we collect data and how we display the data? Or is it the fact that you can walk up to the peloton at any time and push the button and look at your class and do it whenever it works for you? Because I've talked to, to, to other, the, other affiliate owners. That in this time are trying to figure out whether it makes more sense to do a zoom class that you get actual coaching and it goes on at a specific time or should you pre-record a, a, a video that any of your clients can come up and click the video at whatever time works for them they don't get any personalized coaching but they get coaching like generalized coaching which one would be better um, or you know what's the value in one versus versus the other, and so that's that's what I'm more curious about with Peloton. It's like clearly their technology is better than we're going to have it at the at the affiliate level, but for where we're at specifically in society with our gyms being closed, is there more value in me recording a bunch of videos beforehand and just let my my members consume that at their you know at their convenience, or is there more value in me? providing like live coaching and live classes and i, I don't know i don't I'm i unsure. think
0: well that's I, I think it depends right so this is a this is assuming you know what the consumer values right so some people like we all know that those people that are going to come into the gym and will always come into the gym and there's no other option but then there's people who are you know so peloton is has really kind of i would say Really nailed down two things. One is the behavioral aspect of it, which is like if I give you enough data and information, and I collect it and I aggregate it and I display it properly, there's some inherent things psychologically that keep me engaged. The other aspect of it is the on-demand aspect of it, which again, you can't really ignore that. Like like how can you do that? Can you create a video library and do that where the where my prime offer, where my premium offer is this in-person training because we all know that that's not you can't beat that but should we ignore the on-demand aspect of it and should we create something that people can do on demand the problem with that is it's a lot of work like you need to be pretty savvy with a video you have to do the editing you have to figure out different ways to do that um and my I think I've been kind of bouncing it around quite a bit is like I do and I think Stu Brower from has brought this up at least a little bit it's worth exploring you know regardless of how you feel about him or the idea or or whatever it's worth exploring but number one because strictly from a business aspect remove like you know i provide a premium service it's scalable number one it just scales up as far as you need it to
2: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But you also got to look at what what do you want your business to look like, and what does your skill set lend itself well with? And because it's, you know, the more time and resources you put towards this, the less time and resources you have towards something else, right? One
0: thousand percent. And that's why I think, I think I know where you're going
2: with that. Well, it's just so. So you've got to decide what you want to be, or figure out the resources to. to to do everything it's like you can't be everything to everyone and so if my goal and what i want to do is provide that premium service i know right now we're on the outside looking in because it's out of our hands and we're no longer allowed to provide that with the gym doors closed but does that mean that i want to transition my business back to something like this um and for me personally that's not terribly appealing um because I know at some point the doors are going to open back up and the resources are going to be thin as far as, am I going to try to still offer and find time to film these video classes that people can get on demand? Or am I going to use my resources to own, you know, to run my affiliate and operate my, my live classes. And you know, I don't want to get that. I don't know. It's just a decision I think that has to be made in the direction you've got to decide what you truly want to go. Cause if you go, half ass either direction, it's not gonna work out very well.
0: Agreed. And that's why I think order of operations matters. I I, I think if if right now your primary skill set is in person, CrossFit classes, really good training, meaning teaching, seeing, and correcting while giving people a good experience. If if you're gonna jump ship right now because there's this short term thing happening and you're like, oh my God, this is the rest of of existence, that's probably stupid. However, I do think that some of the good aspect of this, if you want to try to find some silver lining is it is exposing a lot of people to some other things, right? So I think there's some people that are going to jump ship and they're going to go. And it's like, that's cool. Like do your thing. I don't care. But I do think there is an opportunity for those. If you're just like, Hey, I'm now going to put this in my business plan for whatever that time frame looks like, like how much time and money would this cost me? Can I build into a business model that can support that? that will then bring in more revenue and feed itself even more, right? So the idea is like, I'm gonna do them both half-ass or I can do my primary function really, really well with the intent of initially funding this demand aspect of training, right? That, that's what I think would be the intelligent means of doing it. The problem is I don't think most people are gonna do that. I think they're gonna jump ship or forget this ever happened and never talk about it again.
2: What do you mean? Jump ship or uh, never talk about all virtual?
0: Ship? Yeah, yeah. So oh, meaning yeah, yeah. they're going to jump ship and like all virtual, they're going to get rid of their lease or they're just going to go back to normal and ignore that this is a real opportunity. Because I look at it kind of like this. I I would, I actually really do want to entertain and try to do that. But I, I don't want to abandon my core offering at the expense of that, right? But it is now kind of in my layout on a timeline that says... When I get to it, if I can generate a certain enough revenue, I think it'll cost me roughly a, this much money and time or, or, or man hours. Can I pay that to then parlay that into a different revenue without ever abandoning what it is that I do? Like, can I build, like, said another way, can I build enough profit margin in that I can add this as an, in as an additional expense and start generating revenue off of
2: it? Yeah. yeah, And I think beyond just filming and editing and, and doing all of that stuff, I think there needs, there's going to have to be a platform that allows you to deliver this in a way. And I just think there's other people out there that do that really well. And at that point, no one's going to care. You're not going to, like, if there's somebody out of California that's doing this at a much higher level because they have either more experience doing it or more money doing it, even the people in Virginia Beach, in my assumption, would look for the best product out there. And in my, in my opinion is like, I don't think that I, I, I would be a long ways away from offering the best product because of the amount of resources to go in to create not only the content, but also the platforms long-term, right? And so I might have a brand awareness in my small sector, but if somebody's really looking for that, that Peloton version of this thing, they're going to look for the bigger, better brand that has more resources than all the rest of that stuff. So it's, it's, it's just a hard thing to wrap my head around thinking that this is a true I, yeah. addition just because of what i know it's going to take now i think it's possible if you you have the resources and the time and you devote <laughs> and the desire to do it then hell yeah go for it but i don't know yeah i
0: do i do think that i think anybody who's immediately building this and be like i'm going to have clients in ohio and florida and uh, probably not. Like, let's just agree on that. But I do think where, it, where at least initially, where you, potentially down the road, there does exist a scenario where you could, you could that could happen. I think the the realistic, more intelligent means of doing that would be allocating a specific amount that require. You know, like I need a trainer to basically do five of these a week, and I need some editing. So let's call it thirty five hundred bucks a month. Like, pay a trainer, get some editing, blah blah blah, and then I'm going to, then I would, use, me personally, then I would use that as, as essentially like a low barrier of entry for people in the local area that would lend them to coming into my facility, right? So let's just say you like, just to make the math easy, let's just say you called it 50 bucks, right? So 50 bucks, you get access to this five times a week and you're going to do virtual. And This is not a stretch if you just do the numbers. So let's just say 3,500, Uh, divided by 50, 70 clients on this low barrier, um, offer would not be a stretch in, if you just dropped a pin on your location and went out five to seven miles, like that would not be out of the question. Now I've paid for it so now it's not costing me anything and I potentially could get to a hundred and now I can reinvest in an app or another platform or something like that. So I don't think it's a stretch. I just think people are going to do it out of order. I think the order of operations here is important if you're going to do that. And I'm not telling anybody to do that. I I think there's a certain amount of people that could do it and do it well. And that's not the majority. I just think there's some people that are going to do it out of order.
1: Well, let me go back to a couple of the questions you guys asked to maybe give you a little more insight, but I agree with Todd in the sense that even yesterday I was scrolling through Instagram. Everybody's putting up at home workouts, every gym, every influencer, anybody, you know, so I'm just, I got to the point where I'm like, why is anybody putting these up? Like, like there's like, why are boxes even doing it? Like if I owned a box, why does drive versus rife, not just say, Hey, follow, like there's what's the point in everybody putting up, mediocre stuff
0: well that's number one it goes back to what i said earlier and actually what todd said earlier which is that's a half ass version right so what they're doing is they're delivering this virtual free thing but what they've left out is yes it's on demand but if we go back to using peloton that's only half of why peloton is successful so again it's successful because they have really mapped out human behavior and people's uh desire to see and 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 interact with those metrics and it being on demand right so it's like yeah you gave out some free shit but that's only half of it at which point i'm no longer engaged there's nothing keeping me engaged there's no metrics involved with that there's nothing pinging me to say you did better this time that's all on me so if you were going to do that you would need to pair them both like you i don't think you can do them independently of each other
1: so i think one thing we just pulled out of all of this is if you're putting up workouts for at home you need to be put layering on some goals and the stimulus and those types of things to motivate people to do it. I mean, personally, the ones that I find, I've been hitting a lot of the ones from this dude, John obese to beast that we had on this podcast simply because he puts up his scores and we're like similar. So it gives me something to shoot for. We also happen to have, you know, the same minimal equipment laying around the house. So for me, that's, that's someone that I look to. He doesn't even, this dude doesn't have a level one, right? He's dropped 200 pounds, but it's just, he's putting out decent stuff that I can do. So that's part of what motivates me. If you go back to your question, Todd, about, you know, you, originally you were talking about the live and this and that. Personally, I don't care if it's live. And since I've been on it, they've only had, you know, encore performances, if you will, like previously recorded ones starting tomorrow. You know, this would be a uh, Wednesday of this week they're actually doing live ones again, which like Roz looks forward to. She likes the live ones, but but one of the cool features they have is on the screen, you can compare yourself to anyone that's ever taken the class, but also to the people that are actually taking it right now. So technically there always is a live class. Now, and I mean, just to show you like, things that I'm impressed with on their app, like if I watch the live class, you have like your, your icon, right? Like your avatar in a circle and going around it's, that circle. What's that? What are you going to make fun tell of them. me? Nah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, Is your avatar a donut or just you with your shirt off or both? Yeah. Uh,
1: I think I actually had the best hour of their day shirt. If you, oh, if you guys want
2: to Jason Ackerman, 78. If
1: anybody wants to check me out, on Peloton. the
0: most shameless self promoter I've ever oh, met. In my life. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: have the best hour of their day shirt uh, on. So hopefully most people have like fake names and I'm like, Hey, I want people to know it's me. Like I want them to compete, but it actually a ring goes around your picture of how deep you are in the class. Like it's pretty
0: impressive. So like a clock essentially,
1: basically. So if I start my class, uh, behind you, Fern, I can, you might be ahead of me in your score, but I can be like, okay, I, I can catch up by this point or, you know, I mean, yeah. there's not one thing they haven't thought of in that app.
0: So, so that so that's where I was gonna say I think what makes this sustainable and if anybody's like gonna try to tackle this in the future, from a from a CrossFit standpoint, I think wearable tech is mandatory. It's got. I don't be. I don't I don't think there's another way to do this because it has to be you have to go down the Peloton, which is proven to work. Which is I have to, I have to mandate that I get data from people. Like they, I have to be I have to set something up where like if you. Don't use it, then you don't get it.
1: Well, and that's the only way you're gonna really get people going back to Todd's question about I can only do it post, you know, recording because of that data, right? Other yeah. than just score, because say you're in a 20 minute AMRAP. Actually, that workout, like the three, remember the three of us we talked about it did 18-1 together, right? So say we were doing that separately at different times. It's one thing to know your final score, but it'd be another thing to be like, "Oh shit!" At ten minutes in, this is exactly where Todd was. So I want to be there. You know, it'd be it's interesting to know. Um, I, you know, I think it should be said. Like, I may continue with this post quarantine. Like, this only started because of the quarantine. I never would have gotten on this bike if a box was open or I was able to train jujitsu. But, but now, I mean. Really, I think a lot of people are going to look at, hey, whether it's a bike or whether it's just training at home, <sighs> I can do it. But you need to have that motivation. And clearly, me, clearly,
0: Todd's gym is not closed. I'm just saying. No, Trying someone's doing got crazy. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> working out in the
2: back in the other room. <laughs> um,
1: but for me also, it's just like after this, I'm probably going to get on and I'm tired and I might not want to get on. But just getting moving and seeing the score right away, I'm like, I start pushing it because I'm like, I got to beat my previous score. Now, the other thing that we should talk about is we've only referred to the bike. I've also taken their workout or you know strength classes, if you will, which are, they have stolen so much from CrossFit. I mean, it's obvious anyone whose class I've taken has either taken their level one or currently does CrossFit. Really? In my opinion, Based on what they're saying, I mean, from the fact that I mean, they're blatant things like they
2: use AMRAPs and EMOMs. I mean, just look at, but look at everything in fitness has changed in the last
0: fifteen years because of
2: that. Like, look at everything has, whether they know it or not, they're influenced by CrossFit. Right, a lot of people.
1: Yeah. I I think those people have probably taken their level one just by they say things like posterior chain like you you hear some coaching cues that are like cringy because you're like oh those are the things we tell people not to say but I'm sure some of the challenges you're coaching not knowing exactly what people are doing so you have to just talk more than you would as a typical coach but I can tell you so I did I did one of their strength classes and there's like you know a little bit of some strength component where it's like goblet squats or whatever because they assume people don't have a lot. But the the challenge was then this 10-minute AMRAP kicks on. So this is where it's a challenge to coach CrossFit virtually. I was pushing myself and happened to be a, where the instructor was coaching for. But if I would have fallen ahead or behind, it would have been hard to coach. Does that make think, sense?
0: Is no, it also I'm, hard for you that, so that's where you, when you leave the screen, it becomes hard. Like you yeah, lose that, you it. lose that captive attention. Where, and that's where I said, I don't even know that it's possible real time because what I don't want to be doing in the midst of functional movements is trying to look at the damn screen. Like that's just.
1: Well, and, and so for example, this was a 10 minute AMRAP. It was six Turkish getups, alternating 25 hollow rocks, 12 pushups. ups. And, you know, I watched a quick, you know, I knew the movements, but I saw the demo. What I was trying to say, Todd, is, you know, there were points in the workout, she's clearly doing it with with you, I didn't see it.
0: Oh, okay. And,
1: and I can hear her saying like, hey, try to finish this round, and it happened to be where I was. Now, I don't need the coaching of Peloton. If anything, during the spin class, I'm like, talk less, let me just listen to the music. But it did motivate me, and I'm sure during spin classes, They'll say some things that do get you a little fired up. So whether it's you have to be exactly where they are, just shouting out the right cheerleading
2: type cues, I, I think there is, there is room for it. There's room for well, that's, it. I mean, that's the same value that we get in our Zoom classes. Like I try to take as many of my gym Zoom classes as I can. I do one a day because whether I'm looking at the screen or whether I'm getting coached by the coach, knowing that somebody else is doing this with me holds me accountable and keeps me going. So it doesn't like, it's way different. It's same as anytime you have one other person in the gym doing a workout with you, just having some accountability is, is, is valuable. And that's really what it
1: is. It's the accountability. It's getting started. It's, you know, when you do, but when you do have an idea of where you should be, it pushes you a little harder, you know? So there's all those little things. I think, I mean, like I said, Fern and I talked about it briefly, but someone's going to come on board. I mean, really Peloton is doing CrossFit. The only thing that CrossFit someone can do in this space is make it more CrossFit, a barbell, Olympic lifts, heavier movements, but I mean,
0: gymnastics,
1: yeah. Right. So Peloton's treating the world as if they have dumbbells and really that's it.
0: Well, that's if, I mean, if you're trying to scoop up the largest portion of the market, I don't, I don't know that there's any other option, which is, yeah, it has to be simple. You can't, the second you throw, muscle ups or handstand walking in there. Like it just got, you, you know, you just slice your piece of the market by 99%.
1: Right. But someone will come in the CrossFit space and do it with the handstand walks. And
0: it might be best hour. I don't know.
1: It might be best hour, tra- you know, tra- training, but point is, you know, I, I think this, there is a market for this when it comes to just CrossFit. What do you do?
2: You disagree, Todd? What you from I, I just think that's – I think that's going to be more challenging the higher the skill level goes. I think it goes really easy right now because you don't need coaching to do a hollow rock or a goblet squat or something like that. Um, I think one of the things I've thought about is if anything this quarantine shows is that, like, specialized – program. nobody needs specialized programming, especially the general person. If anybody needs specialized programming – It's the person that wants to be elite or wants to do more, which I think is funny because everybody has it the backwards way where it's like, I'm going to make my programming the volume of it or the workouts that we do for the best, you know, for these people that are elite level. And then everybody else, well, if you can't snatch, then you're, we need to do a one-off. You need a specialized program and we need to do things one off. I'm still on board with like programming for the best scaling for the rest, but it's like, it's a general program that, I can scale for everybody in my gym and then if somebody really thinks they're a leader really great then you need the one-on-one stuff to teach it, or to, to help you excel at that kind of stuff so thinking of this as a peloton style thing with handstand walking and muscle ups and snatches I just don't I don't see that happening
0: let me, let me ask you, cause as you're talking, Todd, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm like thinking this through about if, if I had unlimited resources and access to whoever I needed to make this happen, how would I do it? The Jay, are there, are there, I don't want to say skill levels cause you're riding a damn bike, but are there levels to Peloton? Meaning like if you, if you can ride fast and hard than everybody else, are there different classes where like you can hop in those? Cause those are harder if you say, but like they're clearly not, you don't have to have more skill. I just have better capacity.
1: Um, the the only thing I've seen are there's some quote unquote pro rides. I've not taken one. So I don't know if it's like more mimicking, like this is what you'd be doing. You'd be drafting, you'd be doing that. Or if it's a little harder, our mutual friend, Austin Maliolo is also on Peloton. And he's only ever taken the pro rides, you know, of course, <laughs> of course,
0: <laughs> but, um, of course he, 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 whether he deserves to be there or not, he would just not let himself s- s- uh, sink down to not doing the pro level. <laughs> in,
1: in fairness, he's taken some of like the really chill rides. There's like scenic rides, but I think that's like when he has Haley in his arm, like he's doing it more like with his daughter in his arms, but I can tell you capacity and fitness transfers because he crushes, some of those rides it's crazy his score so I mean the fitness level transfers and 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 that was something else you know you know promoting CrossFit I said to Roz the class I took yesterday was like maybe like 10,000 had ever taken it and I was in like the top 2,000 say which isn't obviously great but I was like the fact that I've only been on this bike for a week and in in the top 20% shows that CrossFit does transfer
0: Yeah, I don't think that's debatable, Um, which, again, it's just we could line up like mountains and mounds of of examples. And I don't want
1: anyone anyone listening to this think what I'm saying is this will get you fitter than CrossFit. This will get you better on the bike than CrossFit. Yeah. But there's nothing that compares to the fitness you will get from doing CrossFit.
0: So where I was going with that, the reason I asked you that question is because, again, there's a couple things that I think you would have to – Build in in order to make this sustainable, right? Which again, this only makes the cost go up, right? Man hours, tech, all that stuff. So you it, you know it have to be wearable tech. You would, it have to be on demand, and then there would have to be multiple levels. Like there would have to be some built-in structure that would mimic, uh, let's just call it three tiers of athletes in a class. Otherwise, and, and, otherwise yeah. it's not scalable. You know, otherwise I am just are limiting. easier people.
1: rides. I, I do think there's like learn to use the bike type rides, that type of stuff, so there is some of that.
0: Yeah, I was just curious, there. right? Like, it, but because you, that would be, in my mind, that would be mandatory if you were gonna try to take this virtual. Like, well, I, you, there's just no other way to do it. Yeah, like you I mean, have to have you, the people who are gonna do a ring row and then in, in that same kind of day's worth of programming, depending on whatever you dropped yourself in virtually, there there was a muscle up a ring muscle up option in there
1: yeah i I will i will say well first of all if we did this we just had people take the online level one right and then that way they know scaling they know the stimulus but I, i will say there are times so the two main you know you can only really adjust your speed your cadence and your resistance there are times the instructor will have the resistance at a level and the cadence i'm like i cannot do that like how are other people doing this? Like, and I'm sure there are fitter people, but I'm like, I'm relatively fit, and there's no way I can move my legs that fast with this resistance. So there's clearly scaling going on.
0: Yeah, I mean, but that's easy, right? That's a very easy scale, which is turn the dial down. Like right, nothing you're just to saying, the hey, extent.
1: Usually, that's like saying go lighter versus. We're doing muscle ups today. You need to do pull ups and dips.
0: Yes. So, that I think would have to be a built in aspect of it. Again, which now I'm not doing one workout a day. Now I'm doing three workouts a day that all have to be filmed, edited separately, and then posted to a platform of some type. So, and there's people that are writing programs that are doing that. You know, like there's a lot of people that are doing that. But the second that I have to turn on a camera and do some sort of post work and, and make a finished product, that changes the dynamic of this. Instantly. When
2: when you guys know you you guys know there's nobody fits perfectly to any of those three categories is the other problem with that too right that's why we've got to do what we do inside the gym that's why I can't just have this as version A B and C because nobody is 100 percent A 100 percent B 100 percent C so I think it's I think it would be hard to mimic virtually or via, via video what we truly do in the gym now can you get pretty darn fit throwing some dumbbells around and a kettlebell around riding a bike going for a run once in a while and even if you don't move the best are you still going to be really healthy and fit absolutely and I think this is showing that to us um and and like Fern said there's a demographic of people that just want that want that convenience it's going to be easy for them and I think it's going to show people this is going to show people that they can work out at home um so I you know I mean hey, I agree with th- you yeah
0: I agree with you Todd I, I would even take it one step further, like. Uh, well, you said it'd be pretty darn hard. I I don't think you could replicate it virtually. I I don't think it's possible. Right. Like I Well, well no, uh, especially uh, but when I do you think, talk about- I do think you could. I do think you could scoop up a certain population, right? Like like you could you could have a significant, a significantly larger net that you could cast as a small business if you decided to to really put some time and effort behind this.
1: Well, And, yeah. and what Todd's implying is he's right because there no one fits in these categories because that's the that's why we coach, right? Someone might come in that can do one muscle up in a round and now they have a different scaling option than simply someone that has to go to transitions versus pull-ups versus,
0: you know, but this is where this is where the on-demand aspect of it quasi solves that problem. Because if they're just like, mm, I can't do that, boom, they just move to a different one. But so some you, people no, you will have never have to build get a to... big enough library. You'd have to build a big enough library. You'd have to, you'd have to yeah. launch this platform with literally hundreds of options so that it gives them time to kind of build some capacity to start moving around in there. Well
1: you know? and, and then what they do well also is you could have a muscle up program in the back end that's getting people towards that muscle up you know even if they always choose option B which is pull-ups yeah so, you know Todd that, when you were saying that though whatever, I don't remember where we were Todd, but you we were talking about basically how this box or the programming or something was so crappy. And you, and I remember you looked at me and you're like, that's what's crazy about CrossFit. Even shitty coaching
2: and shitty movement still gets people really fit. It really doesn't fit. matter. None of that. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter as much as we want to think so. Like your programming doesn't matter. Just and do a what, workout and go relatively hard. And like. That's what people are going to realize right now. It's
1: like, whether it's the 30 minutes on the bike or you're doing EMOMs or whatnot, it's just like move daily. Try to move with integrity. Try to push yourself, you know, above eighty percent most days, and you're gonna be in the top one percent of the world. Yeah, I mean, you're not gonna be Division One baseball player level, or even Division. What were Division Three A?
2: a, JUCO. Was it JUCO school? Manager. (laughs) Manager. Uh, I cleaned up the Gatorade cups on the ground after the game. I know we in had intentions of, of talking about the reopening of the
1: boxes, but we've been talking for a while. But but really quickly, where are you guys at? This is going up Friday. So where are we at?
2: As far as what? Officially
0: or unofficially?
1: I mean, Boulder's <laughs> supposed to open on Monday. Are you really? Like,
0: completely? I, mean, I,
1: I I should the, – whatever they're calling this lockdown – phase one phase, whatever, technically expires Sunday. Now they may extend it. I don't know. But as of right now,
2: from what yeah, I'm hearing, our, boxes I, are going to be allowed to open. Uh, I,
0: George's Georgia's opening Friday. I believe.
2: Yeah. That's what I keep hearing too. So I wouldn't think we're far behind it, but I think along with it's not just going to be like open the doors and you're back operate as is there's, I've got to imagine there's stipulations. And in, in my opinion, if, If there's not given, you know, stipulations from the government, if we don't take personal ones, it's we're irresponsible. Right. So it's our job to figure out a way to introduce this back in and minimize the risk as much as possible. And cutting it loose back to 20 and 25 man classes is probably not going to be the most responsible thing to do. So um, I'm kind of waiting to hear what the news is, what, what they outline for us, what is going to be the regulations, how many people are allowed in a facility at a time, that kind of stuff. Um, and then based on that, we've just, you know, throwing around some ideas on what we, what we have to do. I think trying to figure out a way to offer more capacity via class times with less people in that. I mean, we've essentially been running our virtual classes at a 45-minute window rather than an hour, and I think that's probably something that ends up staying for at least the short term to where it's like every hour class is replaced by two 40-minute classes to try to get a similar number of people. I'm, I'm assuming we're going to be limited to 10 people or something like that. Um, so can we get 10 people in? Can we get them out? Can we get another 10 people in through a relatively quick class, spend some time cleaning up? take all those safety precautions in but still offer as many classes as we can but it's not going to be full bore back to what we were before we closed i can't imagine
1: you know something like that though could be beneficial like maybe we'll get more people if it's like hey it's only 40 minutes you get in you get your ass kicked you get out of here
2: yeah i, I that's one of the things i think i think this if anything this has shown us that we can probably streamline and do what we do a little bit quicker right so Maybe that's something that moves forward to where you don't need an hour long class. There's pretty much most everything that you can do. As long as you're not over programmed in a 60 minute session that you can, you can get done and move with a little more intention and probably accomplish the same goals. That's the key
0: though. I think, I think that only applies to people that are, have one thing programmed. Like somebody who's got a skill strength, matcon, you you, you cannot go to 40 minutes. Like it's, that is
2: impossible. It, it's, when the the time-space continuum will not allow it. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a perfect time. I know there's a ton of people in a ton of gyms that have always been like, but my members want us to lift and to do this. People are so sick and tired of not having the gym that once it's open, whatever you give them, they're going to be thankful for. So this is going to be a perfect opportunity to be like, hey, we're going to try this thing. It's just a heavy day. We only have 40 minutes. You're going to come in. We're going to do you know five by five or whatever it is. We're going to warm you up, get you ready. You're going to hit it hard, then you're going to get the hell out of here. Um,
1: but, you know, I think part of obviously programming, you can only have one thing a day, but I do believe part of what's probably getting cut out on most of these virtual classes is the actual teaching. So, yep. and, and part of that is just cause it's more simple movements, right? So there are going to be days where Amanda comes up and although it's a shorter workout, we might need to spend 15 minutes
2: teaching the snatch and muscle up. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. But I still th- I like that would be challenging, but I still think it's it's doable to get in. It's like I remember shoot, when I opened my gym, I had like 1500 square foot. And before we expanded the space, we had classes with like 25 people in there. And so I had to be very deliberate on what I programmed and how I did things. And I figured out how to make it work. Right. And so by the time we expanded to double that 30, or 3,000 or 3,200 square foot then everything was super easy and we were able to get it done way faster so you can still teach it's the same same thing you've got to be deliberate in what you're doing do it with intention do it with a purpose um, but I think I think this can end up being a good thing for us
1: Cool. Well, well we'll know by next week if we're open again
2: you, are you going to leave your place or are you going to stay there? No, to stay there.
1: No, I mean, that's what people are saying. Hey, the, the country, first of all, it's going to roll out slowly, whatever it is. For me, it's not going to change anything until my jujitsu jitsu school. And then it'll be like, okay, I go there and I'm, everything else is still the same.
0: I like it. Are this. you going to social distance in jujitsu? jitsu
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: The only thing they started to do was limit like, hey, you're only going with these three people. You're have to, so you're, you're just limiting to, your interaction
0: you're gonna, to, you're gonna have to mime it out you're gonna have to like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> make choke.
1: Well, and that's kind of like everything we're talking about it's like i'm not taking any of the virtual jujitsu classes that my school is offering just because it's like a lot of what we're saying it just doesn't motivate me the same way so it's it's all very interesting
2: but i mean how many of you how, how many of them have you taken literally zero i've never logged on Cool. So how do you know it doesn't motivate? Like, that's the that's tough part, point. right? That, that's that's the a tough really part, good, dude. Everybody, <laughs> well, you know, you say that and you're like, ah, it's not the same. Well, it's not going to be the same. Of course it's not. But is there value in it? And like, holding a schedule and having some accountability? Todd, this is our show, so
1: please don't call me out on my own
2: bullshit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Good to uh, you back, Todd. No, I, know what, the, I back. know what the deal was. Jay didn't want to pay his membership anymore, so he didn't log into the thing. 100%, 100%. I actually, yeah. I was one of the first people to say that to I to cancel the gym. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, In fact, I think you should give me strong. a refund because I only, I only got to work out for half a month.
0: Yeah, you <laughs> This is a non. This is a non-essential expense for me, Not so I'm
1: getting it back. Am I continuing my membership? But I've actually been coaching a weekly CrossFit class for them, which I did yesterday. Um, so, but I guess to answer your question in, in with seriousness, is, it's not motivating me enough to even get on. And it's not a knock on my instructors. The day they open, I will be back working with them. But for me, it's like I'll just be watching. A lot of the people on there have, you know, they either maybe they have a roommate that trains. They have a kid. Like, if I ask Roz to let me drill jujitsu on her, it's a hard no. Like, she's going to say no. <laughs> right. So it's, so it's like for you me, see, be, that
2: was such a bad choice of words with everything. But, but anyway, it'd
1: be, I could just go on YouTube. It's, it's really the same principle, right? Like, I can go on YouTube and watch John Danaher, a high level jujitsu teacher,
2: teach something. Right. But that's, so this brings me back to the whole, the whole issue with all of this right now is like, Nobody needs me to get fit. They can go on YouTube. They can go, like you said, you can go on Instagram and, and find a million free workouts. They won't need me even when our gyms open back up. So what right. is it that would get you to do that? Or are you the type of person that only wants to go to a facility, which I'm guessing that you probably are. So all of these virtual options that we are contemplating and thinking about pushing our members onto doesn't really work because that's not the kind of consumer they are. So it's like sure. I look at all this. It's like this is a band aid. My consumers are not people that want to do this shit, or they would. They would. There's too many options out there already to do it. So that's also I find an important. New, yeah. new, new consumers, yes, but if I think that me doing all these new different things is going to help the people I already have that want to come to my gym, it's probably not. All I'm doing that's is a, putting a band aid on it for the for the short term. That's Great. an important distinction. Is yeah. that
0: the that, yeah? That's an important distinction. Is that is. You should not try to convert your current customers to something like this. This is for an entirely, totally, this is for a totally separate customer base slash demographic who does not want to come to the gym.
1: And and I will and, say there there are going to be people whether it's because they're still afraid that stay at home, or there are going to be people that are like turns out like me that I enjoy this and it, I'd rather save my two hundred dollars now that I've bought a bike and just work out at home. But I guarantee it this on the flip of that. Is you're going to have people that started exercising during this quarantine that realize they do need the accountability and the coaching, and they join a box. Yep, exactly. So it's going to be, I mean, equal there. And you know, jujitsu is this different dynamic where, yes, I'm sure the people watching these classes every day are getting better, but it's different. It's it goes back to the whole measurement, right? Like watching it is not going to be the same as like I'm wrestling with someone. So you know, it's it's it goes back to the same thing, but you know, obviously, fitness is easier because you can, you can do it by yourself. that, yeah.
2: Well, I'm with you.
1: I don't know. I think um, we talked a lot. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't even know <laughs> if we well, should let we, this air. Yeah, I don't even know if we should <laughs> let this air. There's so many. There's so many game changing ideas here. We should probably just lock this one in the vault. No, I no.
1: I, oh, yeah. I think. I think. I think ultimately. What I would say is, I, I like Todd's point. It's like, go back and do what you're really good at and please the people that are supporting you. you know. And then to Fern's point, if you wanna do a little something on the side for, for virtual stuff, just understand that's probably not for your people or it's like a little extra bonus when they're out of town or when they don't have the time to get into the box, they can hit it. Does that, does that wrap it up? Does that make this airable?
0: I think so probably yeah yeah right. i just think just i think it needs to be to kind of piggyback like if you're going to do the virtual it needs to be very intentional like you need to put you need to put way more thought into it. it needs to be on a much it needs to be on a significantly longer timeline if you're going to do that
1: gotcha going back to my 50 back squats that i did a couple months ago
0: what you know, are the I chances could you could now. do that yeah. right now zero zero i
1: could do that any day anytime
2: for the rest of my life just so you know. just so you're, Tell me, well, how, how have you been doing on the uh, support your local box workouts, Jay?
1: I did the push-up one. The first one? No, I think it was the second one. I think it was second. It wasn't definitely burpees first. definitely not the
0: second one. No. So you've been, doing, you've been on it then is what you're saying because you That's don't fun. even know what the order is.
1: It had like 20 hand, hand release push-ups and movement, 40 hand, hand release. Which one was that? What are you talking about? Yeah. That is
0: nothing.
2: <laughs> That's your other – Oh, you know what that might Let's support
0: nice. your jiu-jitsu gym. That was the no, support your jiu-jitsu gym worldwide Oh, yeah.
2: That
0: yeah, was yeah. the
1: United and Movement one. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. What why have you been him to support your local box workouts?
0: I have to do I have to do the of third course. one this week.
2: i I have to do all of them this week. Hip yeah,
0: You part. do. I'll beat you guys. Do you me want me to do
2: you want me to tell you my times as I went like where that finished and where I was at at each step of the way so you know how far behind you are? Ooh, I'm right, gonna look up on the I'm going to let me. – I'm looking up the workouts right now. I'm going to guess
1: to the second your, your scores, Todd. Hold on one second. It's
2: because you're going to look them up based on your yeah. scores <laughs> on
1: there. Oh, it's like – so they're treating this like, honestly, I've not paid enough attention to this. All right, workout one, 10 minutes. Oh, I did do that one. I did that workout. 10 minutes of 10 and 9. Remember we were texting about that one? How bad I did? Yeah, got. yeah. That was that was honestly pre-pel that was a that I'll give you to tie to tie a bow on this. That was a perfect example of I just wasn't motivated. I couldn't even get myself to use the 50. I did a 35 and I just couldn't find myself to be motivated. Where if we were all like, we're getting on there, we're gonna do this together, which we should do. I mean, I would recommend that to people. I did a workout virtually with someone yesterday, you go, I go. And it was it was the hardest I worked. But um, did you – let me guess what you got, 10 minutes? You probably got – I know you told me, but I don't remember. You probably got like seven and change on that.
2: I got just under – one rep less of eight rounds. All right.
1: There we go. Let's see. Four-time, 100 double-unders, 21 burpees, 75-59. You got – okay, I'm going to – I'll guess – you guys are very similar in fitness, so you probably got about the same score. Um, two,
2: three. Todd was in right the now.
1: sixes. Todd was in the sixes on that. Are
2: you shitting me, Jay? Is that too fast? <laughs> yeah, not even close, dude. <laughs> what'd you but get? What'd you get on? What'd you get on that?
0: I think it was around ten minutes. I did it like real half-assed, but right before I left the gym yesterday, like I couldn't like get the clock to run, so it was just running, and I was like trying to do the math at the end, and I just like took my shit and left. But I think it
2: was around ten minutes. What'd you get, Todd? Oof. I got four twenty-two.
1: Oh, so you did well. All right. Okay, four twenty-two. Like That's how you really... were shocked
2: by that, Todd. <laughs> I thought you. I
1: thought I. I thought,
2: thought he. I, over... I thought he undershot me at six minutes.
1: No, I thought you were gonna say like twelve. I just figured you know the hundred dubs, you... two minutes. The burpees, three. That's 100 a minute. 200... A hundred double unders is a minute, dude. All right, I forget how great you are. Double unders, Todd. Last yeah. workout: fifty dumbbell deadlifts, fifty ab mat ups fifty box step ups.
2: I assume you're using the weight
1: with those. That's hard. Uh,
2: no, the step ups, you're not using weight. Oh, uh, no weight? So 50 no, dumbbell deadlifts.
1: Two, four, six, 50 single arm. Sub
2: sub eight. What'd you get? Oh, I got oh, six six you know. 638. All right, I was close, give or take. There we go. You're still relatively fit, Todd. I don't know how. I guess I got to get that Peloton bike. That's my you fitness up, huh? Do you turn 40 this year?
1: Do both of you no, guys turn 40 got, this year?
2: No, I got another year. I do. After this one.
1: Oh, yeah. Fern turns 40 because he cuts his hair. Mm-hmm.
2: You going to shave it? No. You're no. gonna go to the go to the length that uh, <laughs> no, gonna, Jay's got right. I'm gonna I'm, now. Gonna, I'm gonna either be just, just longer.
0: I'm gonna be either just longer <laughs> or just shorter than the jufro that's going on over there. Re- remind
2: me, remind me when it is and I'll send you a case of the mousse that Jay uses. <laughs> <laughs> just style it.
1: It's like that gel. The green you remember the green gel that you would use in like college? Yeah. Uh, toast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah. Exactly. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: All right, guys. Good episode. Talk to you later. Thanks again for listening to best hour of their day. And thanks again to our special guest. We appreciate all you guys do for us with best hour of their day. When it comes to sharing our posts on Instagram, when it comes to subscribing to us on YouTube, when it comes to the constant feedback, we are grateful and we appreciate it. We are trying to build a community based on coaching development and becoming the best version of yourself. And it goes without saying that we couldn't do without all of you. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Season one of dropping in is out. We are getting tremendous feedback and we'd love for you to check it out. Leave us a comment on there, head over to our Instagram, give us a follow, like our pictures. Feel free to share anything that resonates with you. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback for us, please don't hesitate. Email us, day at gmail.com. Thanks again. Until the next episode, we hope you've had the best hour of your day.